This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. All right, here's a pop quiz. Name three differences between an airplane and your car. If one of your answers is, I don't fall 10,000 feet when I run out of gas, you and I clearly think alike. But really, planes are pretty good at staying up in the air when an engine goes down. So, how do they do it? Well, first off, it's essential to distinguish between an engine failing and needing to be shut down. That might seem strange at first. You wouldn't turn off your car while driving, after all. But there are a lot of reasons pilots might need to shut the engines down while still in the air. One of the most common causes is that something got into the engine's air intake. Jet engines work by mixing fuel with air and igniting it. The force of this explosion is what pushes the plane through the air. The internal combustion engine in most cars works on basically the same principle. The difference here is that, in a car, the explosive force is contained inside the engine and used to move the pistons and gears that spin your wheels. Also, like your car, a jet engine needs an opening to the front to maintain a constant flow of air. As anyone who's ever driven through a sandstorm will happily confirm, getting dirt in your engine doesn't exactly make it run any smoother. In an airplane, birds are among the most significant hazard when it comes to plugging up the intake. And it's not too good for the birds either. Hailstones are bad too. Ash from volcanic eruptions and large forest fires are a less common but no less serious hazard to aircraft in flight. Think of the air intake as the plane's video game weak spot and you get the idea. The ingestion of foreign objects can result in the engine becoming starved of oxygen, interrupting the reaction and causing what's known as a flame-out, literally the flame in the engine going out. One somewhat humorous example of this can be seen in the US Air Force's A-10 Warthog aircraft. Due to a design oversight, this plane's large fuselage-mounted engines had the habit of ingesting the smoke produced by its own firepower. This would result in a flameout and a very unhappy pilot. While this problem was eventually fixed, it shows that a bit of smoke can be a big problem, even for top-of-the-line military hardware. Flameouts can also be caused by an equipment failure on the plane itself, typically in the fuel pump or other engine components. Regardless of the cause, the effects are typically the same across the board. When a flameout occurs, The pilot's first reaction is to shut off the fuel being pumped to the misbehaving turbine, quickly and quietly shutting it down. At which point, the pilot will calmly inform the passengers of the emergency and descend to a lower altitude as the crew figures out what exactly went wrong. The plane will often have to make an emergency landing, but the descent isn't exactly going to be a wild ride. The Federal Aviation Administration requires commercial planes to be able to fly and land safely with only one engine operational. The stricken aircraft will usually be rerouted to the nearest airport, and emergency responders will be standing by. But this is mainly a precaution rather than a necessity. 
engine failure is no laughing matter, but neither is it a guaranteed catastrophe. Now, have you ever experienced an emergency landing? Let me know about it in the comments. It's so easy to land a plane on one engine that many autopilot systems can manage it without assistance from the humans in the cockpit. Sleeping passengers or anyone really engrossed in the cat videos on their phone may not even know there was an emergency until they're on the ground. This kind of total failure is extremely unlikely. But there have been isolated incidents of that very thing happening to aircraft in flight. For example, Air Canada Flight 143 suffered a double-engine flameout in 1983. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. A series of problems, including technical issues, miscommunication, maintenance errors, and faulty metric conversions, led to the plane leaving the tarmac without enough fuel to reach their destination. Predictably, this led to further problems. While passing over the small town of Red Lake, Ontario, an alarm sounded in the cockpit. At first, they thought it was a problem with the fuel pumps, but within seconds of rerouting to Winnipeg, the left engine went dark. The right soon followed. Oh boy! So this is the part where Flight 143 dropped like an aluminum rock, right? Well, no. The plane's engines may push it forward, but they aren't the part that keeps it in the air. That would be the wings, which provide lift when air passes under them. Losing its engines cost Flight 143 the ability to climb or accelerate, but it could still glide. Running out of fuel also caused the 767 to lose all power, disabling not only the lights and radio, but the controls and instrument panel as well. Fortunately, like most modern airliners, the plane was equipped with what's known as a ram air turbine, or RAT. These are small wind turbines, often concealed behind a panel in the fuselage, that can be extended in the event of a complete power loss. This device allowed the pilots of Air Canada Flight 143 to safely navigate to and land in an airfield-turned racetrack outside the town of Gimli, Manitoba. Flight 143 did end up partially losing power again during the final approach. This time, it was due to the aircraft's reduced velocity, preventing the RAT from spinning at full speed. Despite these challenges, the plane was able to set down with only minor damage. After undergoing repairs, it was able to continue flying until its retirement in 2008, 25 years after the emergency landing. The plane, which was officially registered under the name CGAUN, earned a new moniker after the incident, the Gimli Glider. Oh, Canada! Now, you might have noticed the conga line of problems that led to Flight 143's awkward landing. This near disaster was a result of an unlikely sequence of events, giving you an idea of how many different things need to go wrong before a complete engine failure can occur. Tighter regulations and improved maintenance procedures have mitigated the risk substantially, although there's still the occasional fluke. For example, the famous Miracle on the Hudson in January 2009 occurred after an Airbus A320 collided with a flock of geese shortly after taking off from New York City's LaGuardia Airport. 
The accident resulted in the loss of both engines and forced the pilot, Chesley Sully Sullenberger, to make a risky water landing in the nearby Hudson River. Despite the below-zero temperatures and the extreme difficulty of the landing, all 155 passengers and crew were evacuated onto boats and carried to safety. While many people had to be treated for hypothermia and there were several injuries, only five of them were considered severe. Multiple engine failures have the potential to become very dangerous, but the good news is that they're extremely rare. Now, that covers planes, but what would happen if a helicopter lost its engines in flight? As it turns out, helicopters have an even easier time landing without power than planes do. A helicopter's rotors act like a combination propeller and wing, providing both lift and forward momentum. While this might seem like bad news at first, helicopters have a saving grace in what's known as auto-rotation. If the engine's revolution per minute ever drops below a predetermined threshold, a mechanism will be tripped, disconnecting the main rotor from the engine. This allows it to continue spinning independently on its own momentum, buying the pilot time to regain control of their aircraft. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If left uncontrolled, the helicopter would tumble out of the sky, very much dropping like the before-mentioned aluminum rock. Fortunately, this rarely happens, as helicopter pilots are trained to pitch the aircraft slightly down, allowing them to maintain control throughout its descent. The correct angle will vary depending on the model of helicopter, but that information is available in the helicopter's operation manual. You got time to open the book? Accounting for wind speed and other variables can be challenging at first. However, auto-rotation landings are considered to be one of the most straightforward helicopter procedures, and all helicopter pilots have to complete one to get their license. No matter how you fly, I wouldn't worry too much about a complete engine failure since they're exceptionally rare and surprisingly easy to recover from. Plus, you get to walk away with a great story to share.